What's happening, you casual motherfuckers? We are starting here as the Casual Couch Podcast. It's the first one we're going to do. I've already stumbled in my words about five times there, but we're just going to keep going. I'm here with my co-host, Sam Vickery. And what's happening, Sam? How are you getting on? Living the dream, Gary. How about you? You can see things are beige. <laughs> I and, do. Uh... It's very beige. That's how your life is getting on. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Is the, uh, this is the new Man Cave slash podcast studio. Um, it's not quite decorated, as you can see, but I am on the casual couch. <laughs> Me. So, so is mine. Oh, but mine isn't in the shot, so I suppose suppose mine yeah, isn't, you... isn't the casual couch. We could be right next to each other. They don't know. Maybe there's just a curtain slightly beside you. I mean, if we were right next to each other, there'd be a lot more funny noises going on. That's for certain. Uh, what do you, you think we'd be doing? Me. You'd be touching me untowardly, <laughs> let's face it. You're, and it would be creating noises? You're, you're, well, you know, it depends what you've done to it. But we won't <laughs> go into that. All right. You know a little bit about us now and our relationship with each other. So, yeah, basically... Basically, anyways, we've decided we're sitting about our houses, we're doing fuck all, why not jump on, jump on the bandwagon, make our own little podcast, call it casual, because, you know, if we're, if we're stupid and we make things wrong, that's ironic, that's, that's, we've already told you that we're casuals. I would also, I would also like to point out that this podcast is basically an exercise in Gary proving how clever he is towards MMA and all that kind of bullshit. That's basically if, what this is. If that happens along the way, who am I to argue well, with the, that? What, what, I just want people to know that Gary will be probably 65% right. And <laughs> even when he's wrong, he'll still be right. In his oh, mind. of course. So, as long as I keep speaking, whoever gives up speaking first is one that loses. And something you're going to get a lot from this podcast is going to be as arguing. I was just about to say something, Gary, but are, are we allowed to say the C word? Is first telling us not to fucking Susan Susan Wojcicki of YouTube? Is she going to tell us not to? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're, 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 this is the problem with YouTube. Sam, we're allowed to talk about all the c words you want, whether it's oh. caterpillars, uh, ran out of c words, forgot any yeah. c words. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I, I'm just going to call you a right James Blunt for a second there. But we won't go into that right now. I'd prefer it to be called a cunt than James Blunt, to be honest. I mean, you are a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to not say cunt the whole way through. I'm fucking from no. Glasgow. No way. Well, it's going to be a struggle for me as well, because it's a term of affection, right? <laughs> Over here. Yeah, we'll, we'll stop saying cunt for two seconds, you cunt, and we'll jump in. Here's what the topics are going to be for the first one. We'll do a review of uh, the Max Holloway, Calvin Cater card. Quite brief, go over it, talk about the kind of key points. The GSL Magna card came straight after, so we'll also talk a little bit about that. Then you've got a couple of fights that have been booked. We'll go through them. Usman Burns, Edwards, Chemaev, and Nganu and Miosic. Then we've got a couple of predictions that we're going to make ourselves, and we're going to make them as crazy as possible wild to try and... So, yeah, they have to be wild predictions because no one's going to go, oh, I predict that... George St. Pierre doesn't fight this year. Nah, fuck that shit. We need to be accountable for stupidity at the end of it. So we'll go through. First one, Max Holloway versus Calvin Katar. Decent card. Main fight, obviously, is the major talking point from that, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously, look, it's going to overshadow everything because, I mean, we both agreed on this, which is fucking yeah. mental, but it's the best performance ever seen in the UFC MMA history. MMA history, not even UFC. This is... Beyond, this transcends anything. It's, it's just unbelievable what he did. I think he broke six records that night or something. It was 
six records and 20 bones, probably. Ridiculous. It was like uh, most strikes thrown, most significant strikes, most body shots. It was just, he fucking completely changed the game with that performance. And obviously the viral clip that everyone's probably seen. I mean, I was getting texts from friends who don't watch MMA. They're watching Max fucking talking to the commentary saying, I'm the best boxer in the UFC while he's fucking slipping and ducking and doing whatever. And Cata's just looking like, it, you know, he looks a class below, but he's not. And that's that's what makes it so good. He landed, what, 74 significant strikes? Uh, I can't remember. Got, I think... He got nowhere near. Yeah. I and mean, it... I saw fights this weekend where there's like, I mean, Kiesa fight, we'll talk about him, but I think there's like 40 strikes landed the entire yeah. fight. Kato has landed some big shots as well, especially when he's yeah. back against the cage. He's just starts swinging like a madman and he's landing some good shots. But Max Holloway was just spectacular. And yeah, you've got these good performances. Uh, TJ Dillashaw, Henenbrow, Conor McGregor against uh, Eddie Alvarez, Anderson Silva, Forrest Griffin. There's some amazing performance in there. As we both said, though, Max Holloway, I think, now takes that the top crown. I'm not saying all of MMA. I'm not quite as hardcore as you to make that claim, Sam. I haven't seen well, all of MMA before. Well, but <laughs> you tell me a more dominant fight over five rounds. Tell well, me. there was this there was this undercard fight to amateurs. It was amazing. You probably didn't see it. This is something that you would definitely know, and I... <laughs> I can't even argue with it. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, maybe it's best performance I've ever seen. Absolutely fucking destroyed him. And I don't even think it's about... People put a lot of stuff into the um, him talking to the, the commentators and stuff like that. I don't even care about that part. The only thing about that happened in that part was he had stopped punching Cater for a couple of seconds. So that no, was the... punched him. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was like the least dominant thing he'd done the entire fight because he was just absolutely destroying them. In my card as well, when I was scoring it, I had four 10-8 rounds. What the fuck is four 10-8 rounds? Is that allowed? I don't even know. I mean, one of the judges was 50-42, wasn't it? Uh, and the other was pretty 50, old. 43, which I think... 50-43 was um, generous, but you can see why. You know, judges don't know what they're fucking doing. Any, we'll talk about this later when we when we debate everything. But they don't know what they're fucking talking taking about. Taking shots. And the fact is, poor judges work their nah, hearts out just for well, you they, to sit on your couch in your beige room and call them out about their entire profession. My beige room with my beige arms. If you notice, they're just <laughs> they're sort of the same color, but whatever. I thought you had a green screen there and you were getting rid of your arms as well. I don't know what was going on there. That's just camouflage. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But, um, I mean, look, we'll talk about judges later. But no score would have been fair to show what that fight was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it does not. It was that good of a performance. He didn't do it any justice. I mean, Max Holloway, I even picked after before the, the fight. I mean, my head, my head wanted Holloway, it was saying Holloway, but you know, we want. I wanted to see something different. You know, I didn't want to see Holloway challenge in front of the title. I wanted to see a a guy that's basically a hard working, hard hitting, fucking whatever, get that chance. Because I think matchup wise, I think Kata matchup wise is better against Volkanovski than he is against Holloway. You know, and it's you want to. Well, see at least it was before he got broken. Yeah, I mean, now he's probably but uh, the toughness I'm as well the only reason that's like the best performance I've ever seen is because of how tough he was as well well was uh, you could tell little bits of the fight as well it definitely crossed his mind of going I'm, I'm fucked here like I'm, should I just go down should I get punched against the cage and maybe drop you could see it probably crossed his mind a few times but he just wouldn't stop it man he's well, I think the last 90 seconds of the third round 
anyone would have thought that was going to be over, right? I mean, it was just... Yeah. He was wobbling. He the was elbows, man. Yeah, and then, out of nowhere, Kata starts throwing fucking elbows. <laughs> and you're like, what the... F- this guy is made of fucking stone or so. I don't know what was going on, but Holloway couldn't get him out of there. I mean, I don't... You know, Holloway's not really a finisher anyway. Um, he's all about smothering his opponent and destroying them. And, he, he, you know, he put on a fucking clinic. And yeah. Kata doesn't lose anything from that far. Like I say, 74 significant strikes... From memory, I mean, but he just lost to 235 significant strikes, whatever it fucking was. You know, I mean, what are you going to do against I know that. What are you going to do? It's insane. Well, 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 significant strikes, Max Holloway landed 445. Right, so this is it now. I'm wrong as well, because Calvin Catter landed 133 <laughs> significant strikes, right? So doubled what I said. It was a lie. And he still was nowhere near anywhere. Max yeah, just is, didn't Max care that he was getting hurt. Was. Max threw 746 strikes. That, and then was he even breathing heavy at the end? That's insane. Like, literally, that is fucking mental. That's, what, 140 per round? The strikes that he's throwing? Uh, that's fucking mental. Who the fuck? Animal. Yeah. He's not even sparring anymore. And this guy's fucking running around <laughs> throwing no shots. That is a superb segue into uh, Buckley. Because Buckley yeah. got buckled. And I jumped on that at the last minute as well. I went with uh, Alessio with the KO as well. And uh, then when it came off, I was just like, I know my shit. I knew that was going to happen. No, nah, it, was, it was lovely well, though. And it happened straight away as well, like head kick. I picked uh, Chirica. I mean, how do we even say this? Dechirical? I'm just going to say Alessio, all right, because that's easier for me. But basically, I knew he was going to win this fight. Buckley has been nothing but hype since that. He lost to Kevin Holland in his first fight. He uh, he then beat, um, I don't even know who it was. There was that fucking spinning back kick. But basically, he's beaten nobody's uh, in those two fights since that he KO'd. Jordan Wright as well. I mean, come on. Impa Kasaganala is the person he did the spinning jump. Is that his government with. name or? Impa Kasangane. Impa Are you trying to cast a spell on me? I don't know. But look, I knew that fight was going to end the way that it, well, not end that way, but I just thought, you know, Alessio basically just a better fighter all around. I thought this this was going to prove it and it did. Uh, he got caught with a head kick. He, he looked bad. Uh, it, it was so yeah. quick though I wouldn't I'd say he's just one of the fighters that are like gun it you know all out straight away right off the bat just go go toe to toe straight away kind of thing a little bit like we seen Warley Alves there yesterday um, yeah. just somebody that's going to go toe to toe and he is going to get knocked out it's going to happen a lot of times throughout his career if he's if he's fighting like that but it'll keep it exciting you know it'll make everybody want to keep watching him yeah I mean he'll be cut in the next two years though right <laughs> he's going to be one of those fighters where I mean, so what? He's going to have that spinning back kick forever, which is great. You know, unbelievable technique. We can all agree with that. But he's not a great fighter. Um, and if he'd have fought James Krause, it would have been game over. I mean, he was trying to call for that fight for a long time. Before we go any further down the card, Carlos Condit, Matt Brown. We'll talk about that more in depth later because obviously we want to argue about our bullshit because that's we've got problems. I mean, you're bullshit, my legitimate argument. That's correct. <laughs> but yeah, good fight, good fight. I, I was saying Carlos Condit was the best that I've ever seen him fight live in this fight. Uh, I've been watching about ten years now or something like that, 
uh, first Condit fight I seen was the Nick Diaz fight. So then you could maybe say the GSP fight in there, but other than that, I think his combinations were so slick in this fight. Uh, still has his weakness that he always had, which is a takedown defense. It's been there his whole career. It's, it's always been something, but his combos were just so on point. Like I can't even remember one now, but I think he was landing like four or five punch combos at times and just looking so slick with it. I mean, you know, you, you could say that it looks the best in his career, but if you go back to his WC, he probably... If you're That's what I said. Since I've been, been watching live, I didn't say that when he was 14 that he didn't have a better amateur kickboxing fight. I don't know. But I'm just saying the best one I watched. His best performance was probably Dan Hardy or Dongan Kim. But whatever. Whatever. If you want to say those things, that's fine. Because you're talking shit again. Well, I don't want to say those things. I don't want to say them. I mean, he I want to say the things that I said. He looked good for a middle-aged man, right? He's only like, he's got the same age as you. What the fuck? <laughs> Carlos Condit's like 32 or something. Gary. Gary, first of all, what did you just say? <laughs> same age as me, you piece of shit. Oh, actually, he's 36. I thought he was older. I thought he was younger. Oh, right, so he's a little bit younger than you. He's got mileage on him, though, Gary. He's got mileage. He's taken beatings. He's had tough fights. He's done whatever. Matt Brown, I mean, what's he, 437 years old? I don't really know. Fighter yields, yeah. Fight but is, yeah. I think he's like 41 or something like that. This was probably the first time I've seen Matt Brown and I thought, like, he looks older now because he seemed like he was yeah. really out of breath in the second round. Still as tough as ever. Like, he's still one of the, the hardest cunts that there is in the whole thing. But at the same but time, it's, cardio, it's just... His cardio isn't what it was, though, right? I mean, Yeah, just I remember him being in, like, the top position at one point. Like, he got the takedown and then just having to lean back and be like... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. But, I mean, you know, you're fighting Carl's Connick, another guy that smothers you. He's another guy doesn't let you get a minute to breathe. And when, yeah. you're, not, when you're not 32 anymore, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, I'm still in my prime, right? So, at 32, you're in your prime. Mm. I'm in my prime now. Yeah, and that's, I mean... You know, whatever. But, anyway, good fight. I mean, it was entertaining, you know, all that kind of shit, but... I think the biggest surprise of that card overall uh, was probably... I mean, there's two surprises, actually, but people don't know as much about Todorovic as they do Ponzinibbio. Um, Ponzinibbio was the big surprise, right? So, uh, Jiang Li, I think that's how you say it. Oh, that was pretty good. I think Jiang Li's pretty, pretty, pretty solid. I don't and know. I would, guy... I would say Jiang Liang. I don't know. I don't know. We don't have a lot of Jiang Liangs in Scotland. No, I mean, that does not surprise me for a start. It's one of the most racist places on earth, so it's fine. <laughs> but, I mean, it was, uh, we all we all expected Pontinibio to come in and start Jim, right? That was kind of the, the, the storyline that was written. Um, I don't know. When I looked through it beforehand, I, I made a bet on Lee just before the fight. And um, when you look through it, Pontinibio has been stopped before. And when you're bringing him back after, what was it, like three years out of the cage? So at that point, I'm like, I don't know how good he's going to be. No, but I mean, you got to say he was on that roll before, right? So he was... Oh, he was on Kellen every day. Besides the fact that he he tried to touch the inside of Gunnar Nelson's brain with his eye pokes of doom. Still not over it. I went to UFC Glasgow. All the Scottish guys except one got beat. I had to... All my heart was on Gunnar to win. I poked. I thought fell out. He's never been the same. Doesn't have any eyesight anymore. Pons and Ebel's fault. It's a hazard of the game, right? So... John Jones has made a career out of it. I mean, he's been doing this for literally, I don't know, six, seven years. He loves fingering people in the eye. He does finger people overall, I think. Um, fingering them in the eye, yeah. He's a party guy, um, which basically means like shagging and taking drugs, right? 
So what you're saying is John Jones is such an eye poker because of experience and fingering. It's along those lines, right? But anyway, look, Ponsibio, I think you would agree with me, the storyline was that he was going to come back and win. Whether or not he was, there was always the question mark of the two years out and everything like that. But essentially, he was written into win because Jiang Li, again, good fighter, but he's one of those kind of inconsistent guys. He beats the lower kind of guys. He does well, but then when he gets to the next level, he kind of falters a bit. And I, I thought that would be the same. But, I mean, he's got great combinations. He's, he uses good footwork. He's obviously got a lot of power. Uh, he's young as well. He's strong. He looked great in this fight. And, I mean, if he can now string a few good wins together, uh, I see him doing pretty well in that division overall. But we'll see. I mean, Ponsonibio, though, where the hell does he go? He's 34. Yeah. He's had terrible injuries. He, he didn't look any maybe it was just getting back in there you know maybe sometimes with those guys it's just about getting back in getting and he was off for so long as well it wasn't like he was just off for for a year he's not like out Leon Edwards amount of time or anything he's been out for a long ass time uh, Chiesa 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 yeah I mean Chiesa you can't Ian. pronounce it that's for certain um, but yeah we, we, I mean that fight if I didn't ever have to watch that again in any way shape or form Another fight similar in the future, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, when it went kind of how I think everybody thought it was going to go. You've got KSI just has that sort of like wrestling style. His grappling looked incredible in that fight. Magny's yeah. always had some problems with it. Uh, it just kind of went how it went. I would be surprised actually that KSI couldn't finish it. I thought he'd probably be able to get the submission if the fight that went went that way. I what mean, Magny's good on the ground though, right? So it's a tough... Um, He's it's been tough submitted though a few times. Yeah, but by who? You know, I mean, I think they're a bit more high level than Michael Chiesa on the ground. You know, it's one of those things where he's great all round. He's one of those guys, Chiesa, and we were saying this before, he's probably a top five guy, right? Um, but I think when he gets to the upper echelons, he's just, he's not elite at anything. I don't really see him. It's so weird because he's an elite athlete and an elite fighter, but he's not elite at any particular thing. It's very... He's a great grappler, great wrestler, but he's not hes not Colby Covington or Kamara Usman, is he? So it's going to be interesting when he gets up there. I think he's going to suffer. But, I mean, yeah, looking at... Um, if we're talking at Magni being submitted, Dos Anjos, right? I mean... I'd say, well, Kiesa beat Dos Anjos in grappling. Do, like, do, do you want to know... Do you want to know who the... The other guy wasn't submitted to Magni. I'm assuming it's a little little grappler by the name of Damien Maya, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, look, come on. Come on. It's only Damien Maya. It's not it's not really known for his submissions or anything. No, and then and do you want to know Left who the other one was? Done. Do you want to know who the other one was? Sergio Moraes. Brazilian yeah, Jiu Jitsu. So probably ahead of him in RDA and grappling. And this is where people need to realise that Gary never admits he's wrong. I mean, oh, I'm so wrong that KSA recently beat RDA in a grappling match. Like, Are you talking about the 170 versus the 155? Which one is supposed to be 155? They were both at 155 for a long time. Both moved up about the same time. Which one exactly is the disadvantage? We all, we all, know, that, we all know that KSA is a much bigger man. Yes or no? I guess. They're the same weight class though. And did he beat him by submission or by points, Gary? Probably points. Okay, so now we're learning we're something, that aren't we, Gary? Yeah, Gary, Gary, we're, we're learning grapper. some things, aren't we? Gary, we're learning some things. 
strength does help in these situations. Strength and size. Well, then how did he not you know, beat Damien oh, The strength of him. He was just so amazing strength. KSA, definitely better grappler than yeah, RDA, well. especially at welterweight, which was where all these were. But the key thing that, I, that point out to me is how horrendous this card was for the two call-outs and the, and the two top fights. So you've got KSA calls out Colby Covington as if that fight is ever going to happen. Zero percent chance. If Covington's going to fight, it would probably be Madsvidal, but there's no way he's going to fight KSA. Yeah, and you had even worse than that after Wally Alves destroys Lazez, amazing performance from fantastic, really got some headlines. Calls out fucking Nate Diaz, yeah, no problem. I'm sure Nate Diaz can't wait to fight Wally Alves. Nate Diaz is not going to take that fight, zero chance. He doesn't know that how is the most Alves dangerous is. fight that he could take. No, well, the guy that beat Colby Covington, right. <laughs> That's, yeah, but like that's what people know him as. No one knew who Colby Covington was when he beat him. And not, no, and then Wally Alves, you got to remember, has lost to Randy Brown, which is insane to think. How many fighters are you going to take shots at here? You're just listing people off that aren't good enough. These are all fantastic fighters, and you are besmirching their name in our inaugural podcast. It's what so, I do. And I want people. I want to take. I want people to take all this with a pinch of salt. I'm a man of many. Should we say I like to talk. I embellish hyperbole constantly. Hyperbole? So, yeah, this is what I do. And people need to get used to it from the get-go. But anyway, <laughs> let's go back. I mean, the Kiesa Bandy fight, it is what it is. It went that way. It wasn't good to watch. I think there was fucking two strikes thrown the whole fight. It was just... Look, Kiesa, he did what he needed to do. He was patient. He waited till Magni got into a position that he could take him down, took him down. Then he held him against the fence for the next few rounds, took him down after that. Magni tried to turn it around in the third and do the same to him. It didn't work. It, whatever. It is what it is. But Kiesa moves up. I'm sure now, I mean, like you said, who does he fight? He's not going to be Colby Covington. I mean, who does he get? I'm sure some people will be calling him out because he's got, he's got some kind of weaknesses that are sort of there. You can see he started to slow down around the third round. His striking completely disappeared and stuff. So I'm sure there's plenty of people going to be looking to, to pick a scalp off him. Him and Magnet have just been around oh, forever, and they're just yeah. sort of like they they seem to float around in that sort of five to ten sort of range all the time. But yeah, that was that was essentially there wasn't too much else to talk about off of that card. Big knockout by Villanueva. Yeah. Big knockout, but absolutely yeah. horrendous yeah. I mean, main card. All right. fight. Why that fight was on the main I mean, Marrera, shocking. Marrera, I mean, he looks like he doesn't want to strike with anybody. That. He was afraid to get hit, and when he got hit, he got knocked out. I mean, he's a, the thing was crazy about him as well. When I looked at his pre-UFC record, it's actually not that fucking bad as well. So, like, he's not like Jason Radcliffe, good good opponent from LB, and yeah, doesn't look UFC level. And the thing about this card as well was the early prelims were the best part of the entire card. You got Manon Fioro. French girl okay, absolutely yeah. destroyed her opponent. She's fantastic. I've been watching her a while. She's she's proper going to big things, I think. You got Umar Namagomedov. The name would make you think he's just going to wrestle all the time, but he's got that kicking base striker, as well. Yeah. A really good opponent as well. And Morozov um, looked really good against him. And then absolute bomb burner, Mason Jones, Mike Davis. And I know you weren't happy about the decision, if I'm right. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, first of all, Gary, before we go any further, you seem to have frozen my screen and you are in a fantastic... <laughs> you look ridiculous right now. But, I mean, as I don't know what's happened there, but you look absolutely mental. And Just, just some possibly... standard technical difficulties, you know, nothing nothing major. 
You look like you've got an IQ of about 43, if I'm being honest with you in that picture. Is that an insult or a compliment based on what my IQ actually could be? There we go. Some little extras, little bit uh, behind the scenes of the floor and stuff, you know. Just okay. just just giving you a little bit of insight. Just a little, what uh, just what little bit of information, you know. No technical difficulties, just some little insider tips, you know, get you get you involved in the podcast too when you can see the behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, but what I will say is um, let me let me just pull up some stats here for the Mason Jones because I want to be I want to be a bit on point with this. Um, I thought that Mason Jones outstruck him in the last two rounds. That's what I thought. And there were no takedowns, right? And I think if anyone got a take, there was one takedown, sorry, in a second, and Mason Jones got straight back oh, up. Oh, immediately. So, I mean, so it, it kind of, it completely negates that takedown. And, you know, we'll, again, we'll talk about this a bit, a bit <laughs> later with how we score things. But, I can see, and anyone can see, that that is... I mean, he outstruck him by 21 shots, by the looks of it, overall in the thing. Now, obviously, you go round by round, right? Because that's how you score. So, Mike Davis landed more significant strikes, but less strikes in the first round overall, but also got three takedowns. So, okay, we'll give Mike Davis that first round a benefit of the doubt. Second round, Mason Jones got a takedown. And outstruck him 52 to 40 and 48 significant strikes to 40. In the third round, no one got a takedown and Mason Jones outstruck him. So how do we score this to Mike Davis? The only thing you can think the judges are going with, uh, that that one combination that looked really powerful from Davis in the third, is what won him that. It doesn't matter what Mason Jones has done for the rest of the fucking 10 minutes. It's just that that one fucking combo. And I think... You know, they look at Mike Davis, I think the judges sometimes, and they see this guy, he's ripped up, he's an athlete, he fucking, he looks the part, and they go, that guy definitely won, right? Because Mason Jones looks like a guy from the Valleys, right? Which, no disrespect. If I've heard they look like that, fucking, I'm not fucking with Valleys. <laughs> what I'm saying is, they're tough as fucking nails, but they're not ripped up fucking glamour model fucking, you know, GQ, doing all this shit. They're just proper hard men. And... I think he won that fight. I think the reason why he lost it is because he threw so much volume and didn't hit as much, you know, percentage His pace was just absolutely spectacular. The plus side of this is, even if it is a loss for Jones in his debut, I think his stock only rose. Lots of people in America got to see him, got to see him go and do exactly what he does, put on that crazy pace, make up fucking war every single time he fights so i think it's going to be really good for him that people are going to want to see him again and ultimately that is the the core of it you know if you you can win a couple of fights and if they're they're kind of boring ones it might just be one loss in your cut from the usc whereas now at least he's he's got that 50 g's in his pocket as well got himself that fight the night bonus so i'm yeah. sure he's he's stopped what rose from that and hopefully he comes back and you can can pack up a lot from this because obviously double champion cage warriors you're expecting expecting a lot out of them. Definitely, but I just think he should still be undefeated, and I think that that's an unfair loss. I mean, it was definitely a close fight. Don't get me wrong. I I, I can I can see why a judge might do that, but I just think we're leading into the realm of judging now that he's just getting fucking far. If we're not going to follow what's actually being you know, given... Right, we'll say fuck, fuck the order of the script thing we did. We've touched on judges, so we'll get into the one we were talking about. You wanted to argue with me about what? Well, I wanted to inform you of how the scoring is supposed to work. So there was a lot of talk online, a lot of people disagreed with it. I know Matt Brown disagreed with it. 
where round one of their fight, Matt Brown was adamant he won that round. A lot of people said it and stuff. Uh, and the way the round essentially worked is Carlos Condit landed a couple of strikes in the feet, nothing major, nothing, but it had a slight edge. Then Matt Brown takes him down, holds him there, controls all round, and Carlos Condit is working from the bottom. And that's essentially the end of the round. Now, to me, looking through the, the scoring, looking through everything, I agree with all three of the judges. 30-27 was the right scorecard there because the way my interpretation of the rule book works is that the person that's doing the more damage and working more is the one that should be winning the round. So you take someone down, you've got control. That's fair. That's, that's fine. But the only thing you actually did there is the strike of the takedown is what scored for you. Unless you're landing shots, unless you're trying to advance position and going for submissions, none of that is scoring because it's all about damage and trying to advance position, effect of grappling. Now, you had a disagreement of that, and you can give them your reason why if you want, but... Okay, look, doing things like throwing pillow fists while you're on your back is not being effective, and this is where you misinterpret the rule, Gary, so badly. It makes me... So one angry. guy is striking someone and the other guy isn't striking them, even if they're white shots, only one is actually landing shots at that moment in time. Okay, and what I would also say is with grappling-wise, right, so for example, controlling the wrist, controlling the movement of the other person's body, using the legs correctly, put, even putting your head in their chin. People don't understand this if they don't grapple, but a fucking head in your chin here is fucking horrendous. Matt Brown was doing that the whole time. That are you saying that's damage? Are you claiming that's damage? Have you, have you ever had that done to you? If you're claiming it's damage, then you should have been disqualified. It's, it's you're not as, allowed to use your head as a strike. It's, it's as damaging. He's not using it as a strike. Well, is if it's not being... How is it damaging? He's it so he's not hitting them with it and it's he's grinding it into him. He's grinding it into him. I understand. They, they do things to make them struck. really... Right, they make them really now, uncomffortable and stuff. That was make that was as a, that is as effective as those strikes because it makes you it makes just makes you uncomfortable. That's all it is. It doesn't actually do anything. It doesn't cause any fucking issues or whatever. So to me, that is exactly the same as those strikes that Condit was throwing. Exactly. I, I would say in the bracket of control, I would say controlling head. the wrist and controlling the legs, not letting him ever advance his position. So. Condit couldn't ever get his legs away from him. And if he did, he went straight into half guard, back into full guard, half guard. It was just constant changing by Matt Brown. And if you look at actual grappling and effectiveness, that was way more than going. But they, that's <laughs> not the way they say it. Control isn't put into, that's under everything. So wrist control, putting your head into them, holding them in place, they can't move. That's not scored unless damage that's, is completely that's, even. That's, that's effective grappling. That's not in the no, rule no. book, it's not. It's passive ah, position's no, effect of grappling. You've misunderstood because you think that striking counts for more, and that's not the case. Dan, no, no, yeah. Going for submission attempts, trying to advance position and move, and trying he, to and, go and, and, and get and back. Carlos, and Carlos Condit didn't do any of those things, but Matt Brown did do those things. He was trying to advance position. He was getting into half guard. trying to? Are you saying he, he didn't advance control. position? He was using risk control, and he and the, was getting into well, better So position. you think half risk guard. control is scored? Do you think getting into half guard should be scored? Because I do. Yeah, if you keep passing. You think, and that's what he did. He didn't pass pa out of half guard. They just went into half guard and didn't land a single strike. But you... Hang on. But you think... And let me get this straight. You think that those shots from Carlos Condit were damaging? More damaging than being in guard, yeah. Nope. Not at all. They clearly were. That, that head in the chin is just as effective as those shots. Just I don't think effective. at all. Like well, it. wrong. 
And also, there's another aspect of that. So what you're saying there, so what you're saying would be more cumulative damage. The head being in the chest is something that will wear you down over time. The immediate impact of strike is scored above cumulative damage. I can't even say cumulative properly. Uh, that's scored above it. So if you're grinding them down, that's fair. But Should if someone we... has a punch in your face, that's scored above cumulative damage. I'm, I'm going to read the rules and we're going to let other people tell us what they think. I mean, I've already list. heard what people think. Three judges, boom, there you go. Three judges, 30 27. No, oh, two all judges. in favor. Two, two judges. I'm, I'm pretty sure all three did. Yeah, well, I'm the third one. I'm saying <laughs> okay. That. That's what happened. This is prioritized criteria effective striking slash grappling. So neither of them take precedent, right? This is I where you more, get wrong. across the round, I thought more effective no. striking was for. So no, Honda. because it's, it's, it's slash. It's not. Yeah, it's no, but I don't think there was there wasn't, there wasn't if you read more into what effective grappling is classified as, Matt Brown wasn't doing that. It took him down and held him there. Legal blows that have immediate or cumulative impact. So you just said immediate was more of a cumulative. No, they don't. Well, keep reading impact with the impact as weight. Impact with the more. potential to contribute towards the end of the match with the immediate weighing in more heavily than the community. <laughs> Impact, so. You should have read on a little bit more. Read on well, just a little well, bit more. Well, you jump well. Successful execution of takedown, submission attempts, reversals, and the achievement of advantageous positions that produce immediate or cumulative impact with the potential to contribute to the end of the match. Potential to contribute to the end of the match. So do you see that there? With yeah. the immediate weighing well, more heavily, potential? weighing more heavily than the cumulative impact. So... You would say then, by that token of the rule, surely Matt Brown in those situations, his cumulative effort, because neither of them were going to throw anything that was going to end it immediately, right? Would you yeah. agree with that? Neither of them were doing anything that was yeah, going to end it immediately. I agree with you. So because of that cumulative movement, constantly trying to pass guard, doing whatever, that then is more effective than the striking, because the striking... I mean, we've seen one knockout. It doesn't from, matter that someone wasn't Brown, going right? to end the fight. Like, say Max Holloway, but if, he, does. if not, you took round read, one, he wasn't going to, he you're didn't not, land one shot he was going to end the fight. It just says cumulative, then counts if it's not going to end it immediately. So cumulative counts, right? It doesn't say if it's so not going to end So then, if Matt, Brown, if Matt Brown holds him down for the majority of the round, even if he holds him down, he still wins that round. Because he has the advantageous position, because the cumulative effect of having him in that position wins him the round just by time and proxy. That's, not, that's all it is. That's control. Then, control isn't weighed at that it's point. The cumulative noted. effect of damage, as in holding someone down in guard, as in accumulatively affecting them in that way, that's going down to control. Just because someone's wearing themselves out in the bottom doesn't mean you're doing anything to do that. Just holding them there as in weighing that. So in the way you were saying there, it's not about the one that's going to stop it. It's that say you land a single punch and that hurts them, then they take you down and hold you there. If they don't land another punch, the only thing that they've done there is the weight of that takedown. So the takedown is then put against the punch. And if the takedown wasn't as hard as the punch, the immediate impact is more than the cumulative damage, which means the immediate impact of the punch is what takes the round. No, because that's ridiculous. So you're telling me that someone could punch somebody, there's four minutes 59 to go, right? Someone hits a hard strike, but the opposite guy takes him down, holds him down for four minutes 59. Depends on seconds. the takedown, let's say. No no no. no, 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 Gary, Gary, listen to what I'm saying, right? He rocks him with that punch. So the immediate impact 
is more than the takedown. They do nothing for four minutes 58 after that. Who if he rocks him with a punch, he definitely wins the round. If he rocks him with one punch, he holds him down. But if yeah. he holds him down and the other guy doesn't get up from it, control who wins hasn't that scored round? unless damage is completely equal. But then, hang on, Gary. Gary, you're telling me. Read the wits in front of you. You've someone, got the rules. But if someone controls. No, no, because you're not being realistic. If you think that one punch over four minutes 58 of Just, controlling somebody I'll, I'll on the it's pretty binary, right? So if one guy rocks the it's other guy, if one guy, if one guy rocks the other <laughs> guy, right, and then he gets taken down, who has more damage at that moment in time? Who's who's done the more effective damage at that moment? Which one? But the guy. The fu- but but did the fight end or not? There's no. That's never an aspect. There wouldn't be any judging at that point. Okay. So what I'm saying is, fight okay, ending. Right? I th- the potential. So if, so if if now hang on. So if a guy can get a takedown, how much damage has that strike really done? Just did it. That's if a guy can get a take, no, no, think about it. Because if it was that impactful, he wouldn't be able to get a takedown, would he? Well, it's more impactful than the no punches that he got back. It's only compared against each other. No, no, he doesn't Gary, have to Gary, the fight. Gary, with Gary, 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 Gary. If he hits him right, so the equal weighting then to me, and this is why it's open to interpretation. It's not binary. It because binary. if you're no, it's not because if you're that damaged, right? You he doesn't even have to damage on that much. If he just lands one good punch, wobbles him, and then gets taken down, that's the only damage that are against each other now. So you're, the you're telling me if you, if, you, if you saw a fight where a guy hit him once and it rocked him, but then he got taken down, was taken down for over four and a half minutes. And wait, are, we saying he, but, are we saying but the contro- other guy but, just sits in guard and but controlled, punch? But controlled the wrist, made it into half guard, kept going in and out of guards, doing whatever... Didn't really do much damage, but you're telling me that that person well, now, wouldn't bring the round. Now you're talking these past positions and stuff like that. That's, no, that's what I'm talking about Matt Brown. No, no because, about Matt Brown. because it wasn't one punch. It wasn't one punch. Well, it's cumulative. This is what we're talking about. Carlos Condit landed more it's strikes cumulative. on the feet. Carlos Condit landed more strikes on the feet to begin Carlos with, Condit, and then landed all the strikes on the ground. Carlos Condit landed less significant strikes than Matt Brown on the feet. In the whole fight, or that one round? In the or? first round. In the first round. Matt Brown scored more significant Where do strikes. you have, where do you have the stats that say that... This is UFC.com. And you have Gary. stats that say on UFC.com the, stri- the stand-up significant The significant strikes. strikes, Matt Brown scored nine in that first round. Yeah, because they're not, they're not counting Carlos strikes Condit's from the bottom as sco- significant. Gary. They're not counting. Are, are you, because they're not significant. Because it's UFCstats.com. They're not judges. If you land a clean elbow that was to cut somebody from your back... They don't count that in USCStats.com. That wouldn't be a significant strike to them. Yes, it would. This is significant strikes, right? Carlos Condit. So how, how is he cut in the terms of the people that are doing that, especially the judges, and there's, no, there's not a significant strike that landed there? But it is a significant strike, isn't it? But he didn't do that. He did get cut. He was cut. On the ground, With he got cut opened. I don't, I don't think he got cut on the ground. I think he got cut beforehand. The referees said that he rubbed his face on the cage, actually. But judges don't see that. They don't know that he rubbed his face on the cage. Okay, so he rubbed his face on the cage and you're going to give him that as a strike? In that case, I don't know if he rubbed his face in the cage. They didn't show me that. All I saw was that one guy got Gary, Gary, come on. Now you're just running in circles. This I'm is a, mental. I'm saying the person that landed the more I'm strikes. I'm saying that if I'm you saying have... The I'm saying the person that landed saying, the more strikes won the round. 
But it says here the significance choice might Oh, yeah, the significance. So the judges are just supposed to whip out their little thing, decide that what the UFCstats.com guy that's pressing the little button is doing. So you're saying then that Max Holloway's victory doesn't count then? Because I'm saying that UFC Stats. I'm saying that UFC Stats. I'm saying that UFC Stats.com has nothing to do with judging. Of course it does. No, of course it does. What does it have to do with judging? Are you kidding me? Because what's the difference between a significant strike and a normal strike then? Tell that what's the what's the difference in a judge? That's nothing. They're not judges. So it's, open, so it's open to so it's open to interpretation, then, Gary. Yeah, of course. Because you said it was binary, right? Yeah, it's binary. So, there. Then the impact, no, 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 because no, no, because then the impact wouldn't be I binary, said, would it? I it said was what was binary. What I said was binary is the person that has more impact than the other one. The person that has the more impact is the one that takes that category. And That's what's binary. binary. That's yes it's or no. Binary. It's binary because Matt Brown had divorced different strikes. So it's binary. According to who? UFC stats? They're not judges. They don't have so any say in the matter. Where, where else would you want it from? So, what, just watch it. Make your own decisions. <laughs> Gary, Gary, Gary. Anyone else who watched that knows that that first round would have been Matt Brown's score. Besides every how, single judge. How many people agreed with you, though, that isn't a judge? So how many non-professionals agreed? How, quite, a lot, quite a lot of people still agree, by the way. Quite a lot of people many, do give it to How conduct. many people... Quite a lot do give it conduct. How many people... Do you want a number? No, no. How many people disagreed with you, Gary? I've seen people disagree with you. Well, I only, the only people I've seen talking about it were on Matt Brown's post and they're the little lick arses who are like, oh, you actually won that fit, Matt. <laughs> you actually won it three rounds to zero. And you're like, come on, mate. It's not going to fucking shag you. Shut up. Uh... But no, that's, they get... that's that's not the only people that disagree with you, uh, and you're being people don't disagree with me. But that's because I'm right. And Hang plus, on. we're talking we're talking Twitter. These are the people that say that. Oh yeah, I, I I scored that fight a split decision. These people, that's the people you want to rely on as your source. These, these the are people also say, full... that fight should have been at least a draw. That kind of people is who you want to rely on here as your so source you, of information. Do you want anyone to listen to this podcast or not? Is that what you're saying? Because you're saying the people of Twitter who we're going to be telling this to, the people of Twitter don't right. necessarily, the they don't necessarily, people... they don't necessarily know less than judges. That's we've seen this. They don't know less than judges. They absolutely know less. You're arguing that people on Twitter know more than the professionals that they are. Wrong. Cecil Peoples, Cecil Peoples, referee. I don't he's even know if he's a judge, is it? He's fucking both, Gary. You don't even know your judges. And this oh, is the so issue. So wait, no, no, right. So the person you're going to use for this is the person that, when was the last time he judged a fight? Maybe like 2011? Something like that? No, Cecil no, Peoples? No, 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 no. It, was, it, was, uh, it wasn't that long ago. Um, the UFC. The point is, Cecil Peoples, UFC. Well, that's because he got banned from the UFC for bad judging. UFC can't even ban judges. They can. You think they're not? You think they're not in the fucking... You think they're not in the pocket of the old commission there? So you, you think So now we're going into a conspiracy with it as well. All the judges don't know what they're doing and they're all paid off by please, the UFC as a commission. Please. 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 Nah, please. judges know what they're doing. Just just most people don't. Most people aren't trained in it. They don't read the rule book. They don't know what's so going then, on. So, so then still, so then by to that, this day, we still hear fighters by, on the podcast say that a late takedown wins you the round. It doesn't. That, by that token, you don't know what you're talking about either, right? Yeah, because I'm not a professional judge. So there we go. You're wrong. 
It doesn't mean I'm wrong. Because you, right. you just said you just said that everyone on Twitter. If you were a professional, no, no, judge, you just said the people with your knowledge. Everyone else, so you're wrong. As long as you're wrong, Gary, that's all I need to know. How, as long as you're how am I wrong? wrong? I can still you're be right. Wrong. I'm not no, a professional fighter. No, I can still say that I no, thought Michael Chiesa no. won the fight because you don't know what you're talking about. So you're wrong. Compared to a professional, no, I don't. Not compared to a professional. Compared to you, different ballgame. These are judges that do a weekend course in jujitsu, such as yourself. Who then go, well, that's more effective. I haven't even done a weekend course in jiu-jitsu. Where the fuck have you got that? I don't know any jiu-jitsu. No, well... I don't, know. Weekend, I don't know weekend course in cans. That's about the, the most Listen, of that. You're wrong, and that's fine. Um, well, all the judges agree. So I'm in the side with the professionals. You're in the side with, with the, Twitter, the Twitter lads. What I will say is... Are you admitting you're wrong? Because if not... No, what I'm saying is we have to get off this because I've got other things to do. Yeah, <laughs> so I was but right there. Fuck you, you're so. wrong, okay? No, you weren't right. <laughs> so uh what what will we jump into next? So I'm just saying we've seen we've seen horrendous judging decisions and you can't say they're no more. But okay, carry on. We'll jump into our predictions, our four wild predictions. So we'll do it one for one or something like that. So we'll start in see, I, see I, how I, see how crazy we can get. I went five, so I might add in an extra four. one. I can um, I can come up with something yeah. off the top then. I'll now, check out my first one if you want. Okay. I think that Conor McGregor fights three times in 2021, and that includes defending his lightweight belt. Now, the second one on my list here, and I can send this to you, says McGregor will actually defend the title, but not necessarily win. So I agree. That is a wild prediction. What, he just gets given the belt and then... No, 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 he'll defend it as in... The oh, it'd be in a title defence. He, yeah, he'll, so he'll he's the champion then it, but, could... Yeah, and then... So he goes yeah. into a fight attempting to defend the because title. Because yeah. then that leads into my next wild prediction, which is that Max Holloway will become a double champ. So that means you think... I, I, I don't see it at all, because he's not going to fight Volkanovski again. It's a wild it's prediction. It's a wild prediction, Gary. It's wild. By the nature of it, it's wild. It's not going to happen, though. You have to... It's a wild prediction, Gary. Semblance, a lot of semblance of realism. Just a little There's, bit. There is, because if he gets title shot next, which he could... He's not. And then at the end of the year, McGregor's the champion. I could see him. Is my sound went there? No, that's Speak. me clapping. Yeah, That's I don't really know. Your clapping affected my sound there. Um, I think it did. It. I have that effect on women as well. So. <laughs> no, that's just the clap that has that effect on women. Uh, my next one is no. if Nate Diaz does fight again, he gets stopped in his next fight. There's not even any debate. That's not wild. <laughs> I don't, that's, that's probably so. When was it, he's been stopped like once in his entire career? Or twice or got, something, but once got, in his got entire career. Oh, I got stopped against Masvidal. That cuts. We're not that, right. I'm saying proper stopped, like not on cuts, not on damage. I'm talking about like proper, either flatlined or TKO'd. Proper okay. TKO'd as well, not cuts TKO'd, not damage. Okay. Well, my next wild prediction is that Bellator will put on a decent headliner. That's that's subjective. I love a, a good Bellator <laughs> headliner. I like Bellator. Look, I'm here for the wild fun, all right? Patricky Pitbull, like about him, Patricio, Puente, MVP. I like a, I like a bell. No, 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 no. I'm not, say, I'm not saying there aren't decent fighters in the headliners. I'm saying that Those people might fight. They fight. They fought Michael Chandler and stuff like that. It's been some good, good headliners there. 
So I'll, I'll agree with you in that one. I'd say it's going to happen. I wouldn't say it's necessarily it, wild, but... It's wild for me. Uh, <laughs> you're a wild man. Because it's the casual couch, right? Uh, yeah, we, we don't watch Bellator if it's the casual couch. It's the casual couch, and I'm just saying Bellator. My next one is the middleweight title isn't defended whatsoever. I think Israel Adesanya is going to lose to Jan Blakowicz, and I still think he doesn't defend his title. I think he either fights at light heavyweight again or he doesn't fight again for the rest of the year. I think that is the biggest bullshit that you've come out with so far. It's wild, and it's wild for ridiculous purposes, but no, I don't agree. Um, My other prediction is that John Jones won't win his heavyweight debut. I don't think he's even going to have his heavyweight debut this year. He will. Uh, they, uh, he's supposed to fight the winner of Ngannou and Miocic. No, I'm with you in that one. I don't think heavyweight's right for Jones. I think he gets hit quite a bit when he's fighting and when you're getting hit off these big motherfuckers. Like, I also think that Ngannou is going to win that heavyweight fight by just smashing grab. Um, I mean, Really? You don't think he's going to grind it out to a decision? Listen... Don't say silly things, Gary. All right, there's wild predictions, and then there's just outrageous. I mean, as long as as long as Miosic gets one takedown, you'll score the whole fight. Time. No, but what I mean is, uh, I, I see, I see this time it happening because Miosic is just a little chinny. Let's face it, he's he's slurring a lot. He doesn't sound good. He did get knocked out once in his entire career, so you're you've got a good point there. He got knocked out by DC. Do you think he? Wait, it didn't get knocked agree. out off of Ngana. No, but I mean, he was very punch drunk after that fight. If you remember... It did take a few big punches. I don't know how he fucking survived that. He's not in good shape. There's only so many that you can take, right? And that's one of them. But he he hasn't lost once by TKO, actually. He lost yeah, I'm assuming he lost some early shit. Um, oh, he lost to Struve, yeah. Why the fuck did I forget Struve? I mean, why would you ever forget Struve? Legend. Love him. Big tall bastard. Anyway, what's your next prediction? Uh, Stefan Struve wins a heavyweight. Nah. Uh, my next one is Wei Zhang becomes double champ, strawweight and flyweight. She either defends her title against Rose next or Carla Sparza. That would be easy enough. Uh, and that she'll either defend that or she'll move straight up. And I think she beats Val. Beats Val, takes her title at flyweight. I don't think she beats Val, but okay, that's fine. Um, but I've realised I've already said four. Um, but I will tell you my other one that I had, which is that I thought the welterweight title would change hands twice. I don't even think it would change hands once. Who do you, who, how do you think it will go? So Usman's fighting Burns next, so I'm assuming you think Burns is going to beat Usman? Yes. No, uh, well, I uh, see, this is the thing. This is, why it's a, this is a, why it's a wild prediction, right? It's a wild prediction. I think Burns... I don't think he is going to win, right? <laughs> See, I think there's another but two things is, that are going to happen. This is why it's the wild prediction, right? Because there's just that, there's just that, you know, that fighter who's just on the streak. He's looking good. He's confident. Usman's just got shitty knees. I mean, obviously he's a great fighter, but I mean, he gets him in an he gets him in a uh, a knee bar, and it's game over. You know, that's why I'm just thinking. I'm seeing ahead. And then whoever fights Burns after that wins the title, right? So, I mean, it's one of those. Or I see Colby winning it and they have a rematch towards the end of the year and Usman wins it back. That's, that's what that's I'm a show. That, That's how I could see that maybe playing out. I don't think it will be defended 
17 times like your scenario requires, but sure that that's that's possible. There only there only needs to be technically two fights for it to happen. I mean, sure, I see three. Sure. I see three with it happening, but because what I see actually really happening is Usman beats Burns, right? Colby beats Masvidal whenever they set that up. They fight in the summer, and then at the end of the year they have a rematch for the trilogy. And yeah, that's what I see happening, really. But wild. Wild, Gary. We're, we've got our yeah, fight predictions. We're, so what we're going to do for this end part, the format's yeah. been all over the place. It's not going to get better at all. Um, no. But we, we've got fight predictions. What we're going to do is every single month that it comes through, we're going or every single episode that comes out, we'll make some predictions at the end of it, and then we'll tally up who's winning and who's getting the more right. And uh, so we've picked five from this card, and then we'll go through each of our five. We'll do it quickly. And uh, then we'll see who's going to win. We'll see who wins at the weekend. This is all from UFC 257. And then we'll see who wins when we come back next week. We'll make some more predictions. Obviously, uh, ultimately, I end up winning and Sam has to admit that I've been right about everything the whole time. So I think our first fight was Prachnio versus Roundtree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what you got? I think, I think, unfortunately, I mean, I'm going Khalil on this one. Um, just is, you know, I think he's 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 one of these fighters where when he's focused and he wants it, he's a fucking killer. And he looks like he's focused and he wants it at the minute. But who knows with him? It depends which fucking round tree turns up, right? Whether it's the, the loose fucking screw or whether it's the absolute destroyer. I'm hoping the destroyer turns up. That's what I want to see because when he does kill people, he fucking kills people. But that, that's my prediction for that one. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I think Pratchnell, what is it? He's lost all of his fights, first round knockout in the UFC, if I'm right. I yeah. think Roundtree is just tailor made <laughs> for. Yeah. Well, it could, I'm sure there were some fights he could come back with. Who, who was it? Uh, it was Alessio Dechirico, who had uh, done the exact same thing, came back, managed oh. to get himself back off of that bad losing streak. Just don't think Roundtree's the guy for it. If you're susceptible to a first round knockout, something that hits as hard as Roundtree is, that's tailor made for him. Yeah. So we've got. Sarzukian, is that how we're saying it? Even though I'm the I'm the European MMA guy and I'm saying Sarzukian. So you all have to take my word for it. And then Nazrat Hapkarast. Hapkarast? Hakparast. Hakparast. I don't have it in front of me. So you've got the benefit of this. So who you got for this one? Uh, I'm going uh, Nazrat on this one just because I think he looked better in his last fight when he came back. Obviously, he got knocked out by Drew Dober. He looked more polished, more refined. I just think we're going to keep seeing him evolve. I mean, to, to Rukian or whatever, he's obviously so a good Rukian, fighter. I think that's how you um, say it, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume he's got a wrestling pedigree um, because of where he's from. Armenia? <laughs> you know, is that... All he has to do is be from Russia. He's well, from he's Armenia, from Russia. but... Um, is he? I've got Armenia here. But he's, fought, he's fighting out of Russia. Oh, right. out, uh, yeah, I've got I've not... got came for this one. It's probably the closest fight I've got in the entire card. Just edging by that tiny yeah. bit, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if Hack Price manages to come out with this. He's he's yeah, fantastic he just, as well. He's got a great striking base, and I think we, he trains with great wrestlers as well. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how good Sozukian really is as a wrestler. It just depends on that. That's the only thing that really. It's a know, great fight, though. That's probably yeah. one of the highlight fights I've got in the entire card. I think it's fantastic and then we've got and this is going to be of no surprise when you hear my pick for it but we've got Jojo Calderwood versus Jessica I what you what you got for this one I mean I'm going to have to go Jessica I on this Look, Fuck Jojo 
Bit yeah. strong, right? Bit strong. No, that was not strong at all. Has to be Jojo. She got robbed of her title shot in her last time out. That was completely... Got robbed by first round armbar, did she? It was definitely the Queen robbed, had something... Robbed by first round armbar. The Queen had something to do with it. She, she got robbed by up. first round armbar. And yeah, so she got robbed by first got robbed round of it. Armbar. It was unfair. Robbed. Okay, yes. Yeah. COVID happened. It was unfair. The Queen made COVID happen to fuck over Scotland. So, uh, yeah. Listen, Jessica Rye's last two losses are only to uh, Shevchenko and Valentina, by the way. So She's just so hateable, though. She is, but also Cavio as well. And they're, good, they're great fighters. So, I mean, look, it's... Uh, I just don't... I think she's got more experience at the top of the game. She's beaten better fighters. Caitlin Chikugin, for a start, who, let's face it, is fucking mental uh, and screams far too much. But she's beaten better fighters overall. And I think Jojo... Yeah, I can see where you're going. She is on the rise. She's doing whatever, but is she skilled? Uh, we'll see on Saturday, but I think I takes it by boring, boring decision. Um, uh, Calderwood, easy. Uh, Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler. What you, what you fancying? Now, I've gone to Chandler here just to piss you off. I knew that I thought, you were picking Wait a second, I thought we, we'd done watch Bell or Mr. Oh, they were going to have a good main event this year. Listen, I didn't say they were. I didn't say they were all bad fighters, did I? <laughs> that was more a jibe at their promotion. That's more how they deal with headlining fights and what they do. They never get it right. They never promote it correctly, and it makes their fighters look bad when they've got good fighters. And I think Michael Chandler is a guy that I wish had come over three, maybe four years ago. Instead, it's you know he's had a few, obviously. Pitbull, who you mentioned before, he's lost to him by knockout and stuff like that. He's, you know, he's a great fighter, but I just see because there's no tests at the minute, right? And when Michael Chandler's not being tested, my God, he's a hell of a fighter. And I see him just being too quick, getting on the inside of Hooker, he'll mix up takedowns, do whatever. Hooker's basically, he's so, he's a very good fighter, but he uses timing more than anything. And I think he's going to struggle to get time enough on Michael Chandler just because of Michael Chandler's movement. That's all. Because this is basically a quicker version of Paul Felder, right? The way that Chandler moves and strikes and does whatever. He's a much quicker version, more athletic version of Paul Felder. And I think that was such a close fight. I think we're going to see Chandler just move in and out a bit more, use his takedowns, mix it up. And I think Hulk is going to, is going to struggle. Yeah, Chandler and Chandler and Feld are just like for like they too. <laughs> I think Dan Hooker's knees are going to be the difference maker this one. Yeah, like as soon as Chandler's coming in, he's tall, he's fuck, he's got those front knees that he uses in every single fight. I think he's going to be able to fuck Chandler up on the on the inside, get those body knees off, get them at the face. I think he's going to be able to use that Muay Thai base, be able to do you, it. You think after watching Michael Chandler fight, you think he's going to be straight down the line to take those knees, do you? I think Hooker's that good that he's going to be able to make it happen. I think his timing, as you say, is fantastic. The second that Chandler... Chandler's going to have some range to cut to get in there. He's going to be under pressure as well from Hooker. I think, I think the, the pressure and getting those knees off are going to be the difference maker. Okay, well, I think you're wrong, but that's fine. Yeah, that's just what you think. And me, me knowing... I mean, he's, 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 he's made... He's made range before, though, right, Michael Chandler? He's beaten fighters at range. I'm sure, yeah, when so. he's beat someday at range at some point throughout his entire career, that means he'll beat Dan Hooker. Uh, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. Yeah, I don't know. Conor. I don't know if you knew I McGregor mean, uh, and Poirier are fighting. They're, they've got a fight against each other. Yeah, yeah, advertised. apparently. It's not that advertised, right? No, apparently. Uh, uh, McGregor, McGregor, second or third round, KO. 
Yeah, I'm going to go on McGregor for it. I think something to point out, though, is the fact that, like, if McGregor does do what you think he's going to do, remember, Dustin beat fucking Max Holloway in striking the long goal. Like, Dustin is that good at striking. Um, yeah. So if, no. if someone's like, oh, this fits into McGregor's game plan and shit, if you can have Dustin on the feet striking with you and that is your specialty is dealing with that, that's a be- that's that's just how good you are then, you know? That's, that's like I saying, oh, well. your benefit is beating John Jones in a fight a range or something it's like yeah if you can do that that's because you're that good i think people forget as well poirier was killing himself to get to 145 killing yeah himself. yeah he's much better now and, yeah and so like you know at 155, completely came came about now as well like that he's never turned back since going to 155 obviously he lost to khabib and stuff like that and he had a close fight with max but as we've seen max is such a skilled fighter that it was always going to be a, a difficult fight but since going back up to 145, I mean, he lost to Michael Johnson at 145. That's We can talk about Michael Johnson all day, but Poirier is a completely different fighter. He's a great boxer, like a, a real, you know, a classic kind of boxer style. He, he's, he's great. McGregor doesn't have that, though. The, the thing that pissed me off about the Mayweather fight was that McGregor didn't use his stand sufficiently in that fight, right? But And that's where the real difference comes in with these two. The way that they size each other up and they, they stand next to each other is completely different, like, Poirier is that classic boxer style and McGregor's all fucking here and whatever. But if people think that McGregor's got an easy fight in this, they're 100% wrong. Yeah, Poirier's yeah, fucking Even if he, excellent, excellent If fighter. he does finish it like 15 seconds, that isn't taken away from the fact that like there's many ways Poirier can win this fight if he's just got that sort of pressure on him, if he's able to to keep Connor off him and stop him from being able to get that. If his timing's a little bit awkward, maybe switch to a leg kick or something. He's got many tools that he can use to be able to do this. Even implement his grappling. People forget Barry was a great grapple like when he was coming up. Yeah. That fight was, people thought he was going to submit Connor when that fight came about. But uh, yeah, I think Connor's just going to be able to do what he does. It's, it's his kind of fight. He likes somebody a little bit smaller than him that he can push back, keep that range, make Dustin use his punches, and then just use it to to slip back and get the encounters in. So I think it's McGregor's all day. Uh, but then again, you never know how McGregor's going to look. He's he's fought forty seconds in what two years, so you never know. That's all he needs to do. That's all he needs. Yeah, forty seconds to shoulder someone to death. But you know. Thanks for watching us. Thanks for sticking with us through this shit show. Hopefully we made it good and we'll see you probably in the next one. Don't know when it's going to be. Peace. Bye, Gary.